Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. We don't just talk about it. We give you the play by play. We give you the nuggets, all the nitty gritty. We give you the playbook, if you will. Today, we're going to be talking about some traits that that make you a great leader. Be sure to check out all of our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing more that we'd like than if you subscribed and shared our podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. All you got to do is search for the letters PXP and then look for the podcast Play by Play with Jamie Yarrow. If you can't find us on your favorite player, let us know. Send us an email to ask at pxppodcast.com or hit us up on social media and we'll work to get it added. Now, Let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening today. We're live from the Clawfus. It is episode number 49. Yeah, we're in the Clawfus. That is the closet office. If you're watching this on video, you can see... We're in the Clawfus. It's the it's the studio for PXP. Now today's episode is brought to you by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at Two Sons Woodworking. They make farm tables, rustic coffee tables, end tables, uh, all kind of stuff. If you can dream it and draw it, they can probably build it if it's rustic. Their contact information will be in today's show notes. Check out their pictures on Facebook or Instagram. See what kind of work they can do. Maybe there's something you can't live without. Now, today we're going to be talking about some traits that make a good leader, and there's no way that we could even scratch the surface of this topic in, in one podcast, and you know, we could talk for, there's, there's whole podcasts that just talk about being a leader and leadership traits, but I'd love to get you thinking about how you lead if you're a leader and the characteristics that maybe you display in your leadership role. I was scrolling through LinkedIn this morning and I came across a quote uh, by Simon Sinek and it says this, the leaders who get the most out of their people are the leaders who care most about their people. So I'll read that again. The leaders who get the most out of their people are the leaders who care most about their people. Now on its surface, you know, that quote, we could probably interpret that by say, you know, something like, hey, if you care about your employees, um, you know, if you have a concern for their family or for their well-being or when they go through struggles, if you try to help them out or you want to make sure they take time off, things like that, you can you could describe that as being a caring leader. I think we could probably all agree that those are probably good things, right? But I want to challenge you to dig deeper into the word care and see that it goes much, much further than caring about their immediate needs. I want to challenge you to see that the word care, it includes things like holding people accountable, like things like being consistent, uh, allowing for their continued growth and giving them opportunity to continue to grow. Things like honesty, um, promoting teamwork, listening to hear rather than listening to respond, right? Uh, Maintaining a high level of professionalism, even in tough situations, still maintaining that high level of professionalism. Um, Having hard conversations 
when needed. I want to challenge you to think deeper about the word caring because I think it goes into all of those things and even more, uh, all of those things that I just mentioned. Now, I can imagine that uh, everyone has worked for an organization where there was one employee or another um, that was allowed to walk all over other employees, right, or walk all over the supervisor or bend the rules um, while other employees perhaps were made to toe the line, right? A strong leader ensures that all employees are treated with fairness, with consistency, and, and that all employees are held accountable for their actions and their performance. That's what a strong leader, that's what a caring leader does. And I'm going to illustrate that for you as we, as we go through our episode today. Um, I know that's easier said than done, right? Um, being a leader that holds people consistently accountable and that doesn't pick favorites and that has tough conversations. Those are all hard things, right? I get it. Uh, not something that I haven't walked through myself. So I understand dealing with strong personalities can be a challenge. But just because someone has a strong personality, a team member has a strong personality, that doesn't negate the need to have those tough conversations. I remember I was working in a company and the owner of the company, you know, unfortunately had some of the worst leadership skills um, that I'd ever seen. And, And that's not uncommon in companies where the founding person continues to be the leader as the company scales. And we'll talk about that maybe in another podcast. I have an interesting take on that. I, I think that's one of the challenges that that founding CEOs have as they continue to grow. Uh, but this place was commonly known um, that some employees in the company would be given a free pass. And in fact, some of the times those actions that they were given a free pass on, sometimes those actions would even be praised. Others, on the other hand, they would be held to an unreasonable standard. And you probably know what I'm talking about. You've probably worked for organizations that had some level of similarity to that. Um, now, I think we could all agree, though, even though we've probably all worked in a place like that, that that certainly shouldn't take place, right? That scenario shouldn't be the norm. We shouldn't allow that. But the interesting part is it it does all the time. It happens right in many organizations. In fact, some of you that are listening to this right now, you may be in an organization where this is currently taking place, or you may be a leader that is having a, having trouble or having challenges with this very scenario. Um, Some of you may be guilty of showing favoritism to one employee over another employee. And as a leader, are you going to have favorites? Are there going to be people who you just, you know, for for lack of a better term, you just like them more than other people on your team? Yeah, sure there is. I mean, we're human, right? Of course you're going to have those. Some people on the team are just easier to work with than others, and sometimes some people are drama free and they're willing to meet the needs of the organization or they you know you ask them to complete a task and they jump right in there and there's just some people that are just easier to work with right but that doesn't give you the okay or the permission to show them favoritism unfortunately it's your job to show consistency to all those people on your team and that's 
oftentimes that's very hard. And I, I, I'm not discounting the challenge that sometimes that that can be. It's real, but that doesn't mean that we can't or we shouldn't still show consistency to all those on our team. We might have to deal with those employees that are difficult, the, the difficult team members. We might have to deal with them a little differently, but we have to show the same level of consistency to everyone on the team. Caring for your for your team members means that you have to have tough conversations with them. Those conversations should be face-to-face, and they should be prompt, and they should be private. When you have team members that require some level of course correction so that you know they're headed down this direction over here and it's not the path that you want them to go down, so you, you want them to go down this direction over here, if, if that scenario presents itself, if there is somebody on your team that requires some level of correction, one of the worst things that you can do is to correct them in front of the rest of the team. Correction should always be given. I say always, there, unless there's an emergency, right? Something, there's a, a life emergency or some other emergency situation that's going on. Correction, course correction, um, discipline, or um, you know, some some level of accountability should always be given behind closed doors. It should be in private. There are a few circumstances. I'm thinking just you know running through my mind, there are a few circumstances that I think warrant calling someone out, if you will, uh, in front of their colleagues. When you do that, there's three things that happen when you call somebody out in front of their colleagues. When you take a conversation that should be private and you and you make it public, the team member that you are talking to, the one that you're calling out, they're not going to be motivated by that approach. Now, they're likely to resent uh, what you did, your actions, um, the way that you handled yourself. Now, there may be a temporary change, right? So they may respond temporarily. Um, but that change is, is not going to be permanent. They're not going to understand. They're gonna, the resentment for how you handled it is going to be greater than um, the response that you are trying to elicit. Does that make sense? And that their behavior or, or the action that you were trying to correct will probably resurface again. And number two, the rest of the team, the folks that just witnessed how you just corrected that one in front of the rest of the team, they're going to remember how you treat people. And, and when you do that, you establish a certain culture. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking the word fear, but that may not be appropriate in every scenario, but you're establishing a certain culture of fear over the fact that there can be uh, learning through a mistake, right? Not always is a mistake a bad thing because that's how we learn. And when we course correct in front of other people, when we course correct in a way that is um, demeaning or uh, it's um, it's not professional, it's unprofessional, um, that can take that learning experience and turn it into a negative. Um, and so... We could do a whole podcast on that alone, and I'll just leave it at that. But you establish a certain culture when you do that. And then lastly, you probably have some future leaders or supervisors that are on your team, and your actions are what they're learning from. Think about that. Now, this is probably where you learned it more than likely because oftentimes we learn how to be leaders or supervisors, managers, whatever you want to call it. We learn that from the people who 
we reported to or who we were under. And unless there's a cycle that breaks that chain, oftentimes the leaders learn from their leader, right? And that, that may be where you got it if you're one of the people that, that suffers from this or, you know, this that has this challenge. I saw this on a daily basis when I worked in the fire and the EMS services. They are the worst about eating their own, right? The supervisors in those organizations would often belittle team members for mistakes that they'd made. But frankly, um, that was the very same action that they were taught by their supervisors. And, and like I said, it takes somebody coming in and breaking that cycle and doing it differently. It takes somebody that's going to care for the team members and break that cycle of, uh, you know, public correction or course correction or so all of that to say correction or course correction or accountability should be held in private. It should be prompt. It should be as soon as possible after the desired event that you're trying to correct. All these things, they illustrate that you care, right? And we're going to talk, I'm going to illustrate here in a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bring this all around uh, back home here, but all these things that we're talking about, they illustrate that you care about the people that you're leading. It's important to have those conversations behind closed doors. And just as important as it is to have that conversation behind a closed door, it's important to have that conversation with only the people that have a need to know. You should be able to ensure the privacy of those conversations to just the people who, who need to know that information. I've seen it time and time again. A supervisor shares their frustrations with you know, a team member that they may be friends with or um, maybe a colleague or uh, one of their direct reports. Oftentimes it's, you know, how supervisors will have favorites. Oftentimes it's one of their favorites. I can't stress this enough, though. Never, ever, ever, ever talk about one employee to another employee in a negative way, uh, particularly when those employees are colleagues, right? Um, this is the fastest way for you to lose credibility as a leader. Now, you may be besties with that employee you are, um, that you're being so chatty with. You guys might, y'all might just be, you know, best of friends um, in and outside of work. And that may be the case today. But chances are that's not going to last forever. And you'll be repeating the cycle, that same cycle with your next favorite team member. But in the meantime, what has happened is you've lost the confidence of all those that you have gossiped to. So conversations, course corrections, accountability situations, those all need to be held with strict confidence and only shared with the people that need to know. That's a trait of a caring leader is, is maintaining a level of confidentiality. Having confidential, having confidential conversations is a trait of honesty, and honesty goes a long way towards being a caring leader. There are going to be times when you have to deliver less than desirable news to a team member or to a whole team, and your best course of action in those scenarios is just be honest, right? To the extent that you're allowed within the organization, sometimes I understand things, you know, there's there's a a way that information has to be shared at times. And I get that. I'm not talking about breaking organizational rules or not talking about going against what your supervisor or your leader has told you to do. 
I'm talking about when you when you try to lessen the uh, the blow of some information and you water it down or you you know tell a little white lie. I mean, here's the thing that I have learned: people can hear anything as long as they're being told the truth. They can handle it, right? Let me say that again. People can hear or they can handle it. They can hear anything as long as you're telling them the truth. So when you think that that being less than honest is helping them about a certain situation, the fact of the matter is they expect and they deserve the full truth. People are not dumb. When you get the reputation of being a liar in your organization, they may patronize you to your face because you're the leader or you're the supervisor or you're the manager or maybe you're the business owner. But deep down inside, they're not going to believe a word that comes out of your mouth. And is that the type of leader that you want to be? Of course not, right? Caring leaders are honest leaders. Let's touch on continued growth and opportunity for a second because I think this is something that maybe gets overlooked or at least I've seen it play out uh, throughout my career in organizations that I've been in. Uh, there's times in my career when I had uh, a rock star on my team, and I would have given anything to keep them. But the truth is, um, if I was to hold them back by, say, withholding an opportunity for them to get some continuing education or by sheltering them, um, from taking on extra responsibility or by refusing to allow them, you know, to pursue another position um, that all those things that, that, that may have been helpful to their career. What was I really doing for them? What kind of leader would I be? The best leaders create more leaders, right? The best leaders create more leaders. I'm thinking of a young lady that I hired uh, when I was in an HR role who at the time when I hired her, she was probably overqualified for the position that she was in, but I knew her potential um, and I wanted to get her foot in the door and then allow her to you know, shine as she progressed through multiple opportunities that might be available to her. The unfortunate piece to that puzzle is that the supervisor that she was assigned to was not someone that had the same mindset as I did there was not a, a, a mutual uh, desire to see her blossom, um, but the supervisor was more interested in um, ensuring that her department didn't suffer any setbacks. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think that that bright, intelligent young lady is probably still in the position that I originally hired her for years later, and she's probably still overqualified. And if she's still in that position by now, she's probably miserable. Don't be that leader. So allow your people to reach for the stars. Let them grow. And if they grow out of your department or even if they grow out of your organization, so be it. Don't be the stumbling block for someone reaching their full potential. Instead, be the fuel that helps them reach their full potential. Be the fuel that helps them blast off, right? Be that kind of a caring leader. The last thing that I want to touch on today um, is the area of accountability. And that uh, accountability in short to me is holding people to the standard that you have previously set for them when it comes to their performance and when it comes to their behavior. Um, and it's important that to note there that you've previously set for them. 
Holding someone accountable means that you've already given them uh, the framework of how you want their performance or their behavior to be, right? You want They already understand what your expectations are. The ability to hold um, team members accountable is probably the single most difficult and because it's the single most difficult, it's probably the most failed action of our leaders in, in organizations today. And when I say that, people often respond with, why is that? Or why do you think that is? And here's what I want. Here's what I want you to understand. Holding team members accountable, it's not intuitive, right? It requires that you be consistent, that you be honest, that you be fair, that you be factual, that you have the courage to be a leader, uh, even when it might strain the relationship. And that's the hard part, right? Today, we're talking about the deeper meaning of being a caring leader and holding somebody accountable is one of the best ways that you can show that you care. Now, too often, supervisors don't hold team members accountable in a consistent manner. Uh, They allow issues to fester. You know what I'm talking about because we've all been in organizations. If you've been in an organization for any length of time, or if you are deep into your career, you've worked in multiple organizations where issues are allowed to fester. And then they explode and people get upset and Ultimately, supervisors, you know, they they lose their joy. They don't like doing what they do. Maybe you're a supervisor, a leader today, and you and you're just fed up with it. You you're tired of you know issues not being dealt with, and and the challenges that you face in uh, dealing with your team members. and And I would say that that the vast majority of that can be avoided through a consistent process of accountability. When you hold someone accountable, what you're saying is, I care enough about you that I want you to make these course corrections so that you can be a valued member of the team. And when a leader fails to go down that path, it shows that they don't care for that team member, right? They think that having the tough conversation, that it's going to sour a relationship or make them look like the bad guy or the bad girl. But in actuality, what they're doing is, they're allowing that team member to travel down a path of eventual failure. And I've said this before, terminating an employee without holding them accountable is one of the biggest acts of cowardness that a leader can do. Let me me say that again and, and maybe even write this down, put a sign on your wall because this is that important. Terminating an employee without holding them accountable is one of the biggest acts of cowardness that a leader can do. People want to be managers because they think that it brings a sense of authority or or a sense of privilege. But being a leader is not all lights and all glitter sometimes. Being a caring leader means that you're going to have to have tough conversations. You're going to have to have honest conversations. You're going to have to be consistent among all your team members. It sometimes means that you're the you know that you got to be the bad guy or the bad gal. And the truth is to be a leader You've got to understand that that position should be much more about serving the team members than directing them. It should be about helping them reach their full potential and less about the leader getting credit for accomplishments. It should be about helping the team members achieve 
their desired goals in a way that the department or the organization also achieves their goals. Finding some synergy between those two things happening. That's what being a leader is all about. Now, we've talked about a number of different things, and we didn't even scratch the surface. But I hope today's episode opens your eyes just a little bit, perhaps for some self-reflection if you're a leader that's listening to this, or perhaps maybe you, you have a little different perspective, a new perspective about what leaders have on their plate. Either way, I hope that you can take away a nugget or two from what we talked about today. That's all the time I've got. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Play by Play. Uh, Be sure to check out all of our other episodes and our two-minute drills. You can find them just by searching PXP in your favorite podcast player, or you can go to Podbean, right? You can go to our website, pxppodcast.com. Lots of ways to find our podcast. Most of all, though, I hope that something that was said today, I hope it helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow, and I hope that you have an amazing day.